Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio with uh, Vic Miller and Tom Luna. And uh, we're visiting now with Lieutenant Governor Scott Betke. And, Scott, thanks so much for being on the radio show today and, uh, and making yourself available. It's good to be on again with you guys, and, and thanks for all you do. Well, I think the well, and thank you for what you do. I think the last time we spoke to you, you were getting ready to go into office and all the festivities. It's been about sixty days. Correct. So, talk to us a bit about the, this experience and maybe a couple of unexpected uh, things that uh, that uh, uh, ex- excite you. Maybe one or two unexpected things that uh, cause you maybe give me a little pause. <laughs> well, uh, it's a little broader broader uh, responsibility here as lieutenant governor. I've traveled the state more and i i've talked to i've been out in the communities a lot that that is a kind of a welcome respite i enjoy that i enjoy being out in the in the communities i have uh you know i get a lot of phone calls of hey can you help me on this so that you know so there's a constituent service uh aspect of this that uh i guess i wasn't really quite expecting uh but that's also a good part of calling and interacting with the people i think it kind of blows them away when the lieutenant and governor calls him back actually responds yeah <laughs> and uh so there there's that you know i i'm very used to presiding in the house and so there's some habits that i that uh, that, that we do in the house or there's some things that we do and say in the house that we don't do or say in the senate and you know so um, the my colleagues upstairs have made you know a little bit of fun and and uh you know, but I I'm a pretty quick study, and I'm I'm starting to get the dialogue and the and the proper uh, you know protocols doing, and yeah, the pro, yeah, yeah, yeah the protocols go. all those type of things. However, my muscle memory uh, reverts back <laughs> to the house, and so well, uh, you, you were the longest serving uh, speaker of the house in Idaho history, correct? And so and, yeah, and, that muscle yeah, memory is so, pretty strong. So it is pretty strong, uh, but you but I can. But I'll, I'm I'm getting way better at it now. Let's just put it that way. So that it uh, working well with the governor and his administration. Uh, we we have divided responsibilities, divided uh, uh, you know who's going where, when, and so I've been able to, as we talked about before we were elected, to be able to extend the reach of the governor and to be out in Idaho talking to Idahoans about our our collective issues, and it's been good. It's yeah, been, it, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty. St- I'm still pretty excited about it. Wonderful. Let, let's talk about something that you had an impact on before you came became lieutenant governor. That is definitely affecting the legislature this year. Uh, and the, as Speaker of the House, you presided over a one-day special session in September. I believe it was August. I think, August. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some big decisions were made. A lot of about a million a billion dollars was committed for uh, uh, some tax relief. Uh, some tax refunds, and then a lot of money for education. Now um, a lot of the decisions on the Mm -hmm. specifics of those dollars are being decided. You're seeing bills that are starting in the Senate, some are starting in the House. But talk about that special session and how it's playing out here in the the way of legislation. Well, I think that uh, it was... You know, a very timely special session in August, and uh, as you said, we we cut people's taxes, sent rebates out, but we also uh, made a, a recommitted to education, and. Uh, 
you know, but we didn't want to get too far out ahead of the new legislature. The old legislature didn't want to get out ahead of the, the new legislature. And the governor, to his credit, didn't want to get overly prescriptive on how that money was going to be spent. It, it basically uh, was a placeholder for $410 million, and, but, a, but a chunk of that... 80 million to be specific was earmarked to go into helping Idaho kids get Idaho jobs, you know, an in-demand career fund, if you will. And so you've seen that be that introduced, and it's and it's, it's made it off the House floor. It's sitting on the Senate in the Senate committee now. Uh, there's been some issues, not not serious issues, but there's been things that people have brought up. I want to want to tighten this. I want a you know better explanation for that, and. And I think that that bill would advance, will advance, and there'll probably be some some adjustment to it, either uh, through amendment, but I predict through a what we call a trailer bill. So the first one passes, and then you send one right behind it. That, and there's an that, understanding that'll happen when they vote on the first one. That yeah, uh, and everybody understands that. Uh, you know, so you relax the rules of debate, and you basically debate the, both of the bills, uh, the the underlying bill plus the trailer bill. I I I don't know for sure. I'm not making those decisions any any longer, uh, certainly like I did as the speaker, but I, I believe that that'll be, you know, if I were in charge, that's what I would do. You know, I, there's been some valid concerns, some valid points raised, and I think they can be addressed through a trailer bill. But I think the take-home message here is that never before has Idaho committed to all of its graduating high school seniors like we would this, this so, year. So talk specifically about launch. That's the name of the bill <clears throat> yeah. and some of the specifics and the dollars that are available and what every high school graduate well, the, Yes, this for. would make available to every kid that graduates uh, high school in Idaho, either through the GED process or the, or the, the more normal process, uh, $8,500 to take and uh, to go into qualifying programs, both at universities, colleges, but also in trade schools. And this is the first time that uh, that state help is available for our kids that are headed into trade schools, and we know the industry of the state is is industries of the state are are wanting skilled a skilled labor force. So whether it's welders or pipe fitters or electricians or you know all of the traditional trades, but also we need more teachers. We need more engineers. Engineers. We need more nurses. You know all of the all of the above, and this this just increases the state's commitment to address the financial burdens that many of our kids face when they want to go on to get a, a, a degree or uh, a certificate. You know, it's it's about it's this is about jobs, not about diplomas. This yes. is about we keep Idaho red. Yeah. <laughs> we keep Idaho Idaho when we. When there's an Idaho job waiting for every Idaho kid, and this is an attempt to uh, streamline that process from and the transition from high school into a good paint. Uh, <laughs> it was interesting the other day. I was speaking to a mother of three kids, and and they were all in college age, uh, or in their twenties anyway. And two of them were one was a graduate from university, one was in university, and one had gone to the lineman school in Cuna. Mm-hmm. Well, get, guess which <laughs> guess which kid bought the house first? Yeah, yeah. 
the lineman. The lineman. Yeah. They leave that uh, program there. There's a there's a good paying job waiting for them. They can't get enough of them. And but traditionally, our our scholarship help would not have helped the kid headed to the lineman school. This program does, yeah. and I think that's what everybody's pretty excited about. This gets kids through trade programs or the traditional colleges and universities. It, and uh, it opens up the, the possibilities for every Idaho kid. So, so Launch made it through the House. It was a close vote. Yeah. Um, and now it's on the Senate side. What are some of the changes that you anticipate? <clears throat> well, I think some that... Of the feedback that's going to drive yeah, the changes? Yeah, I, I think that the people want to, you know, they want to, they want a return and report mechanism in there back to the legislature. What programs qualify? You know, give us the list who chooses those programs yeah and and then but then the whole process the the workforce development council has a process for uh you know for programs to get on the list people weren't really uh you know they weren't familiar with that so much of the debate much of the things we've been talking about now is getting people familiar with the process we have a good process we've got good people on that council and uh Anyway, we're pretty uh, we're pretty optimistic about this success. I think it'll be, you know, I think it'll be a game changer. Yeah. So I think in the House it did not receive a majority of Republican support. I think it needed the Democrat votes to kind of carry the day. What did you What did you hear back from <clears throat> well, that again. contingent? And how do you think if you brought that bill back, as you had talked about trailer bills and things like that, what would you do to it to maybe? Increase support. Well, we would tighten tighten the oversight. I think that the legislature wants to be directly involved and uh, and see what programs we're funding and where they are and the criteria for becoming a a qualifying program. I think that they want to you know if they they want to tighten up the money. If the program doesn't cost eighty five hundred dollars, for example, uh, you know a truck driving school to get your CDL and to be an over the road. Uh, trucker, well, the tuition for that is approximately $5,000. Well, they're not comfortable with the state paying all of the 5000 so it puts some restrictions on the percent of the tuition that they would pay. However, there are some programs out there that cost more than the $8,500, and so it would be a step in that direction. It doesn't display displace the you know the advanced opportunities programs that we have but it does roll the opportunity scholarships back into this program again but if you're headed to a four-year university uh, you're able to still qualify I think that uh, you know there was some there was an ask of what does this cover can it cover books because it covered you know, obviously tuition, but what about room and board? And it was thought that uh, room and board was a step too far. So I think this will w- this will bring that back. Uh, I haven't seen any of the drafts at this point. I certainly don't have them before me. But those are the those are the discussion general items. thoughts. Yeah, the general concept I think is pretty well accepted. Uh, you know, some would like to see if you're in an area of the state that doesn't have a good career technical program at your high school then you would like to see money for the career technical at the high school before we fund uh, grants to, uh, you know, to, to career technical, you know, post 
uh, K-12 programs. You know, so there's, you can't get it, you know, it's nearly impossible to get everybody happy on the, or in agreement, but uh, I believe that there's, there are very few that don't agree that we need to give assistance so that Idaho kids can go through any program that they choose uh, on their way to getting a good job. And so the focus really is the, the high fo- school level because there was some concern like this could, it wasn't specific enough to like who would be qualified in terms of well it's any any graduating senior qualifies okay but there was concern that that you know why are we doing it post uh high school when we could do it pre in high school but and that's just a uh, recognition that some high schools do not have career technical programs that are up to snuff. Gotcha. So we have uh, let's have we have one minute left. Um, general thoughts about the state of the economy, tax receipts. Are we on you know on a good yeah. track there? Yeah, we are. You're, the state is still performing very well uh, uh, economically. I think we well we hit the January numbers, the January predictions. I think year to date that puts us about one percent above where we thought we would be, which is pretty close for for you know uh, <laughs> government work <laughs> and. Uh, uh, you know, so the, the, the Idaho is well positioned. I mean, I think everyone uh, expects some type of slowdown, but we have been doing all of the good government things in the state here. We put money in our savings accounts. We're going to set a pretty frugal budget again. Uh, we're going to make investments back into our roads, bridges, our infrastructure, our water infrastructure. But we're also making a major investment back into our education system, and that, and that will pay dividends down the road. Again, our mantra is that have a, an Idaho job waiting for every Idaho kid. And with that, we're going to wrap it up with Lieutenant Governor uh, Scott Becky. Thanks for being a guest here on Keep Idaho Red Radio. It's good to see you too this again this morning, and you're always welcome. All right, folks, we'll be right back.